we've always done it this way. We've always done it this way. It's always been like this. My situation is not going to change. It's the way things have always been. I've done what I can. There's nothing I can do to change it. That is the status quo. Definition of status quo is the existing state of affairs. Over the last few weeks, Bill has been um, talking about um, social justice, about compassion, and not just compassion, but this disruptive, cap- this disruptive compassion. And last week, if you were here, we, we watched four videos from the Chosen series. And they were very powerful videos. In fact, some of us found it brought us to tears the emotion, the compassion that we saw through the actor playing Jesus. We've always done it this way. You see, Jesus tells us in Matthew 14, verse 14, that Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped out of the boat and he had compassion on them. And he healed the sick. And so I've been thinking about this, these videos that we saw. If you weren't here and you're on the WhatsApp, Bill did post them. I recommend that you watch them. And there was one particular video, which we're going to watch again near the end of my talk today. And in that talk, I saw that how the compassion of Jesus disrupted the status quo. So if you've been around me this week, I've been talking about the status quo in our team meeting, in our life group, talking about the status quo and how the compassion of Jesus disrupts that. A few weeks back, let's go a few weeks back, uh, I've, I'm reading Joshua at the moment. And I was reading Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. And it's the story about Jericho. Now, if you went to Sunday school, you would know this story where Jericho is got the, you've got the Israelites marching around the walls and the walls fall down. But I hadn't noticed this before in Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. I don't know why. Maybe I was too focused on the, the marching around the wall. But it says in verse 1, Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. And I wrote this down in my diary, as I like to do. The gates were firmly shut because of fear. And I asked myself this question, and I ask this today. How often do we shut the gates of God's power and providence because of fear? Because when we shut those gates, we don't let things out, and we don't let people in. We are in this place of status quo. 
And the people of Jericho were in this place of, Jer- in a place of status quo for me. They were neither going out, they weren't, they weren't coming in. So life had come to a standstill. It was their existing state of affairs. And then, of course, we know, if you know the story, God in his power through the Israelites destroys the walls and takes Jericho. We sung about it this morning, didn't we? Like the walls of Jericho. Fear has gripped us. Because if you look at my notes, I've got all these questions in blue. And I'll probably ask them all today. I'm asking you and I'm asking me this question. What causes us to to stay in the status quo? What causes us to settle? What causes us to shut those gates? And fear is one of them. Maybe you find safety. Maybe I find safety in the status quo. I I know what's going to happen. I know how things will unfold. I'm, I'm happy here. I'm comfortable here. But Jesus comes in his compassion. He disrupts that, doesn't he? The gates were firmly shut. If you've got your Bible, let's come with me to Matthew chapter 20, verse 29. I'm reading from the New Living Translation if you've got um, digital Bibles. Verse 29 says this, as Jesus and the disciples left the town of Jericho. I didn't do that on purpose, but it looks like I did, didn't it? But as he left the town of Jericho, a large crowd followed behind him. Two blind men were sitting beside the road. And when they heard that Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Be quiet, the crowd yelled at them. But they only shouted louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. When Jesus heard them, He stopped and called. What do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said, we want to see. Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. Instantly, they could see. Then they followed him. That word sorry is also the same word for compassion. And some versions might put that in there. Jesus felt compassion for them or mercy, the same same Greek word. I wonder how many times people had walked past those two blind beggars. How many times had the crowd walked that way and seen them there and nothing happened? The status quo. But these two men had heard of what Jesus was doing, that in his compassion, he was healing people. He was helping people to see physically and spiritually. And they wanted that. They wanted to see. And so they shout. I find it interesting in verse 31 where it says the crowd yelled back at them and said, be quiet. 
Stop challenging the status quo. But that caused them to shout even louder, it says. And eventually Jesus hears. And when he hears, he stops and he calls out, what do you want me to do for you? And he asks us that today. If you want to break out of that status quo, call out to Jesus and he will hear you. And he'll say, what do you want me to do? That's why it's so important that we pray. That's so it's so important that we call on God and pray like we did this week for Kate and Carol to speak into the status quo. That this is not good enough, that people are going hungry. This is what we see. This is what we see could be. Because that's what challenging the status quo is. I want to see what could be. But sometimes we're afraid of taking those steps out of the status quo because we're comfortable there or we're afraid of what could be. Some questions that I've got written down here. What is the status quo in my life? Maybe you ask the question yourself. What is the status quo in your lives? What have you become comfortable with? What have you maybe, like those blind beggars, you walk past it every day? What is the status quo in your life? What about this question? How does the compassion of Jesus disrupt me? Or how has it disrupted me in the past? Maybe you were walking this way and you gave your life to Christ and then you're walking another way. That's a disruption. You were going this way, but now you're going this way. You see, as a result of Jesus' compassion in this story with the two blind beggars, we, we, we learn that they were healed and they could see. And then what does it say? They followed Jesus. Then they followed him, it says. Jesus can, Jesus will, and he does break the status quo, disrupt the status quo. Let's go to another story in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15, verse 29. Again, this is Jesus healing. Seeing the with his compassion, seeing what needs to be done. Seeing the people. It says in verse 29, Jesus returned to the Sea of Galilee and climbed a hill and sat down. I think he probably was very tired. <laughs> Maybe from climbing the hill but maybe from all the healing that he's been doing. and Anyway, he, he climbs the hill and sits down. Then it says in, in this version here, a vast crowd. In fact, we learn later that it was 4,000 men, and that wasn't including the women and children. So 10,000 people maybe? That's a lot of people, isn't it? A vast crowd, we are told, brought to him people who were lame, Blind, crippled, 
those who couldn't speak and many others. They laid them before Jesus and he healed them all. He healed them all. I wonder how many people that was. The crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well. The lame were walking and the blind could see again. And they praised the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. Again, that word sorry is compassion. They had, they've been here with me for three days. And they have nothing left to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry. Or they were faint along the way. The disciples replied, where would we get enough food here in the wilderness for such a huge crowd? Jesus asked, how much bread do you have? They replied, seven loaves and a few salt fish. So Jesus told all the disciples to sit down on the ground and he took the seven loaves and the fish, thanked God for them and broke them into pieces. He gave them to the disciples who distributed the food to the crowd. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up seven large baskets of leftover food. There were 4,000 men who were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. Then Jesus sent the people home, and he got into a boat and crossed over to the region of Magadan. Do you see the status quo in that story? I find it in verse 33. The disciples replied, where would we get enough food here in the wilderness for such a crowd? I can't do it. I, I don't know what to do. How am I going to feed all the people of Finetli? It's not possible. With Jesus, it is possible. With Jesus, it is possible. He will and he does and he can challenge the status quo. And he does. We know this story. Because of Jesus' compassion and mercy for these people, he feeds them. He can, he will, he does. He sees what could be. And I'm asking us this morning, do we see what could be? Do I, do we really believe that Jesus can change the existing state of affairs? that he can disrupt the status quo, that we can see this community transformed. I want us to see what could be. But why do we settle? Why do we settle for the status quo? You know, I, I remember... It just come to my mind the song that Keith Green used to sing. And he sang a song, and in the beginning of the song, he, he talks about the fact that there's so many people in the world that need to be fed, that need to see Jesus. And, the, and, the, and his friends say to him, there's too many people, we can't do it. But he says to them, well, we can save one person at a time. We can save one person at a time. And we can. And one person at a time will lead to another person to another person. So we can see change. You know the story, the, the, 
the, the things that we talked about, that Kate talked about this morning about Kinyatli, when Bill and Adam arrived, they could see it. But it's taken all these years to, for it to happen in this, to this magnitude, isn't it? And it's, wow, yes, that's amazing. That's incredible. That through hard work, through prayer, through continually following the lead of the Holy Spirit, we are seeing this, trans, this community transformed. I want us to see what could be. To see the ones that are hungry. To see the ones that are broken. To see the ones that are lonely. And what could be? Last week we watched this video. And I'm going to finish with this. But we watched this video of a couple of people called Barnaby and Shula. Now, they're not in the Bible, but they are. Those names are not in the Bible, but they are people. One, Shula is blind, Barnaby is crippled. And we know from what we've already read that Jesus healed those that were blind and healed those that were crippled. And, and for, the, for this, the chosen series, they use these two people because they're friends. Barnaby, especially just a friend of Jesus in, in the story. But the reason I want to watch this again and I want us to look again with new, fresh eyes, you'll listen to some of the narrative that happens in this, this video. Barnaby comes with his friend Shula, who's blind, and, and Jesus talks about her being healed. And Barnaby says this about her, she's afraid to ask. She's afraid to ask you. And Jesus says, why? Oh, you have too much to do. You're, you're so busy, Jesus. So many people need you more. Do you, do you get this narrative that we get ourselves into? Somebody need, oh, someone needs you more than, than I do. So many people. I, I'm used to this, she says. I'm used to being blind. I'm used to it. Someone else needs healing more than I do. Then Barnaby is just the same. Shula gets healed, and Barnaby, and, and Shula says to, to Barnaby, what about you? Oh, he said, no, no, no. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. He's not fine. He's crippled. I'm fine. This is about you, he says. This is about you. Some other time, maybe. Some other time. And then you'll see uh, the, that he gets healed, and it's just in a humorous, beautiful way. But I want us to watch this with this thought and some of the thoughts, some of the questions that I brought to us this morning about the disruptive compassion of Jesus disrupting the status quo. And be open to allow Holy Spirit to speak to you this morning. Have you settled, have I settled for the status quo? Because there is more. There is more. I want to see what could be as I trust in Jesus. So I wonder, Steve, if you would mind playing that video for us. It's more fun. Watching you do the miracles or watching the reaction? Uh, the miracles are so much better when the Pharisees are around. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We need to get you to a new place. Is there a camp we should take you to? Or do you want to stay at Simon's again? 
probably be best to get you to a new place. Maybe with Andrew? I think it would be best. Fine, Shula. I'm grateful you brought Barnaby here for the healing of his leg. No, I brought her. She's, she's the one who. I know Barnaby. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Please. She won't ask. Shula. Are you afraid to ask for healing? Yes. Do you have faith that I can heal you? Of course. Then why haven't you asked? You, you have so much to do, Rabbi. So many people need you more. I'm... I'm used to this. Shula, look at me. Look at you. I can't see you anyway. I want to see your face. Barnaby have been so kind and lovely from the first time I met you. And your faith has been so strong, even though you haven't seen a miracle. You redeemed my friend. Mary's miracle was so clear to me, I didn't need sight. I know. You see better than most in this region. But since your friend Barnaby here won't leave me alone, <laughs> This is about you. This is about her. Some other time, maybe. 
We'll see. You're a true friend. Well now, friends, we must all get home. Barnaby, she will still need you to walk her home. It's getting late. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. 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 I'll take this from you. I don't think you'll need it anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Here it is. My, my leg? <laughs> did, did you? Of course he did, Barnaby. Who else? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, Barnaby. Now, get Shula to her home. You can do it faster than normal tonight, huh? <laughs> Pharisees around for this one. Still. Just as fun. anything different this week than you saw last week? You can talk to me. What did you see? Got healed who it never asked. Thanks, Pam. Thought of his friend for himself, yeah? Something I noticed, and I've watched this a few times, is when Shula says, it's been so long, I'm afraid to look. I wonder whether some of us feel like that. It's been so long since I've stepped out in faith. It's been so long, some other time maybe, some other time. I feel as though the journey that we are going on and walking at this moment, that it is time to challenge the status quo in our own lives personally, but as a church in this community. That there is more. That there is time as we stand together, as we walk together, as we often say shoulder to shoulder, we can see what could be together. And so I want to encourage us all this morning to think about these things, about the compassion of Jesus, the mercy of Jesus. He has shown us mercy. He has seen us he has seen us and he has stepped into our lives and he calls us like he calls those beggars and says, come, walk with me. Come, walk with me. And together we can see what could be. 
and let the compassion of Jesus disrupt you to such an extent that we do this together. That when we see what is in our community, that we too would have that compassion like Jesus. That together we will see community transformation. Let's pray together. Jesus. I thank you that you have called each and every one of us here to be your disciple, your disciples. That you have had mercy and compassion upon us and in your kindness and your love you have given your life so that we can live that full life, life to the full with you and I'm sorry Lord if at times I have just settled for the status quo but I pray that together we will see what could be and that we won't settle that we will challenge the status quo and together I believe we can so, Lord, I pray for each and every one of us this morning that we will be challenged but also encouraged today that all things are possible with you as we walk with you, as we open those gates and we let you in and then we give out. So I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.